Welcome from the City of Entertainment. You are listening to Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFong. The only show that really gets personal with the stars. Partnered with Casino Player Magazine, a monthly gaming lifestyle publication with over 88,000 paid subscribers nationally, which now features LaFong's syndicated columns and backstage videotaped interviews online. Our website is LasVegasBackstageTalk.com, where the show is currently streaming live. Now, please welcome your host, comedian Michelle LaFong. Hey, hey, and we have later on in the show... Eddie Money, two tickets to paradise. But first, we're going to get to our first guests. You don't have to be a star, baby, to be in my show. You don't have to be a star, baby, no, 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 to be in my show. Oh, sweet daughter, I heard your number ringing. I went cold inside. Fifth Dimension stars Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. And they are going to be at the Orleans showroom February 14th and 15th at 8 p.m. Up, up, and away. I can't believe it. I love these memories. And they are both on the line. How are you doing, guys? We're doing great. Great. Yeah. How are you doing? You, everything sounds like you're up, up and away yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm long gone, to be honest with you. This girl has been long gone. But you know what? I, I had a jukebox when I was a kid. I still have it, a 1961 jukebox, and it came with your records in it. Uh, yeah, and I used to I used to be a drummer, you know, when I was a kid, and uh, you know I would play drums to your music. Wow, isn't that cool? How cool <laughs> is that? Yes, right, right. And never thought in a million years that uh, oh, I would. On the jukebox, you. Yeah, you're still in it. You're st you are still there. Uh, it in my living room <laughs> as we speak. Talk about yeah, right. talk about an oldie but goodie, huh? Yeah, right. You guys are not oldies, but you certainly are goodies. That's oh, for thank sure. You. That's great. <laughs> you know, it, it, do you ever look in the mirror and say, "Hey, I'm Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr." <laughs> no, no, but sometimes we'll look in the mirror and say, "Who is that?" Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you there. That's I, for sure. I know who they used to be. <laughs> you know, I have so much respect for the fact that you've been able to sustain yourselves in this business because I'm a comedian now and I've seen the business change so much over the years and the music business is even worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It really is. I mean, the music changes all the time. Uh, you know, the... the uh, when we started out, you know, it was it was we were very hot and very exciting, and and everybody knew who we were. And and today, you know, some of the younger people say, "Who is it? Yeah, that, Marilyn, who? That, really that, what? That's got to that. drive you crazy." We used to go to record companies and they'd be opening the doors and waiting for you to come in. <laughs> yeah. Now you have to take your, your your product in there and they'll think about putting it out. Oh, no, no, no. Nowadays the record companies are closed. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, that's right. true. I, everything that's is awesome. different. It's awful. I mean, so what do you guys, how do you, what do you attribute the fact that you've been able to sustain in this business? I mean, look, I, everything changes, of course, but I think people still know the fifth dimension. They still do know the fifth dimension. Well, you know, um, the, the fifth dimension and, and the, uh, the group is still out there with Florence. Florence LaRue is uh, doing a lot of work with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, Billy and I, of course, the wonderful hits that we had with the group, uh, the people have wonderful memories about them. And with YouTube available now, a lot of young people are really interested in not only the music of today, but the music, uh, you know, but where that music came from. Yeah. And they, so they're constantly going online and discovering the things that we did. And it's so exciting because we get a chance to go back and on YouTube and looking at those things and saying, oh, my God, I forgot that we did that performance. That's and not great. only that, we gain a new audience. Yes. You know, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. Now, Solid Gold, I mean, 
I don't know how anybody of a certain age did not know you when you were on Solid Gold. Well, you know, Solid Gold was so big, and it was a wonderful opportunity to, to be seen, not only here in the United States, but all around the world. Right. Yeah. And also to keep up with the, the new younger artists that were coming along at that time. And uh, it was great. Yeah. Now, out of all your songs that you play, like you're going to be at the Orleans on on February 14th and 15th Bye. at 8 p.m., which, uh, which songs, you could be honest about this, does it drive you crazy to have to sing? No. Oh, come now. No, There's no, got to no. be something. We really enjoy singing the songs that, 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 was, that we made famous. All of them? Oh, you know? yes. And... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a good time. You know, but we don't sing all of them. <laughs> you don't sing all of them. That's true, yes. <laughs> but the ones that were the million sellers, the ones that won us the Grammy Awards, yeah. uh, you know what? We don't get tired of singing those songs because, you know, our job, we look at our job, which is to entertain the people, mm -hmm. to, to show them a good time, to show them a good evening. We want to give them music that we love and music that, that we enjoy performing, and we want them to leave so with a smile on their faces. Yeah. And when they hear our hits, and, and it takes them back on, on, a, on a memory trip, you know, uh, and you see the joy in their faces, then we're doing our job. I love that. You know, you're, I, I think like that as a performer, but i got to tell you, a lot of performers do not think like that. And, uh, you know, I, I just did a write-up in Casino Player Magazine. Las Vegas Backstage Talk has a column in uh, Gaming Today and Casino Player Magazine. And I talked about how few artists really sing their hits because they're sick of them. So uh, it's like they come out and maybe they sing one, maybe two, and the audience like puts up with it but it's they're disappointed but you are performing for the audience you care right that's right well you know what we did you know what we did michelle is that we've been in audiences ourselves to go see acts and we uh we know what we want what we hope to hear that night and if we don't hear some of those hits that we really loved that we fell in love with yeah, yeah. and yeah. those hits are, are the reason we're sitting out there in that audience. That's right. So, you know what? I wish more, but like I said this in, in my article about Helen Reddy, I was disappointed. She sounded great, but uh, she sang two, two hits. That's it. I mean, and the rest were obscure. I didn't know, I didn't recognize any of them. And, you know, with all the hits, I expected a lot more recognizer. You want to be taken back. Right. You know, and I, I think that's great that you approach it that way. Well, you know what we've learned is that if you give the audience the music that they want to hear, then they then they allow you to do some of the other yes. things yes. that you want to do. Yes, Absolutely, not anything. After exactly, that. Yeah, right. And then everybody is pleased, and hopefully you're doing a really good job on the songs that you want to do for them. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Hey, that's good too. So they'll enjoy them. <laughs> exactly. Now, what songs do you like to do? Do you guys besides your hits and stuff like what will you be doing like at the Orleans besides the hits? Well, you know, we like to, we'll do some uh, uh, some uh, jazz type things, and we'll do some down home blues. Oh, oh yeah. I love that! I love down home blues. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, then you got to come. You know, I of people, course. People hear that and they say, "Oh, hell, we didn't know you had it in you." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, do you travel with the same people uh, from show to show, or do you have to hire the musicians that are in town in different cities? No, we basically travel with the, the same musicians. You know, if we have to hire somebody, it would take them too long to, to really try to catch on to what, we, what we're doing. Sure. And play it, and play it with play the it. kind of feeling that right. we would love for it to have. Our guys are so good, and our singers are so good that they, you know, we, we feel one another. It's, yeah. it's, you know, we're like a, a well-oiled unit. I love it. How many people are in your uh, show, uh, Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr., if you're just tuning in? Go ahead. <laughs> well... For this show, we're going to have uh, five musicians. We'll have a couple of backup singers, and uh, then and a couple of, of us, right. the two of us, and then a couple of the guys, a couple of our musicians. They also sing uh, backup, mm -hmm. so we get big sounds. We get all the sound we want. Oh, fantastic! It sounds so exciting. Have you ever uh, played the Orleans before? This is going to be our first time. The first time. Oh, you're going to love that stage. It, I've it's been there to see shows, but I've never performed. There. It's yeah. excellent. And we, we hear so many wonderful things about that showroom. Yes, it's it's my favorite 
uh, showroom in town. Oh, that's you know, great. yeah, for a performer standpoint, you know, there's not a bad seat in the house, and you know, it's very. Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, it's intimate. I- even though it's it's big, it's intimate. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's the great. all the performers really enjoy it. And do you tell stories while you're performing? Oh sure. Yeah. We talk oh, about sure. we talk about our experiences and our life, and you know yeah. where we at now, where we were then. And sometimes, know, I, and sometimes the it. songs that we that we decide to sing for the audience, the songs have a story. You know, yes, right. the songs have a background to them, and so we like to we like to share that with them because we think that the audiences, when they know why that song has meaning to you, then they enjoy it more. Oh, of course. I mean, but again, so many artists just go from tune to tune to tune and really don't connect with the audience in, you know, in giving history or, you know, just storytelling. Right, right. Well, again, we, you know, we found that uh, when you have, when you have an, uh, a performer who is sharing his or her life with you, it just, it makes for a really well-rounded evening and, uh, and, and people enjoy themselves. Yeah. Well, it kind of makes sense to say something about your life. If right. You're up there, you're sharing your life and your experiences with them. You, you got to say something about it. Yeah. I, I agree. So now here you are, Marilyn McCoo, Billy Davis Jr., uh, Fifth Dimension. When, when you are like looking out in your audience, typically, what demographic do you see out there? Well, we, of course, we see a lot of people that are in the audience who grew up with our music yeah, right, and right. still enjoy hearing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're always pleased to see uh, younger people who we know we're not living <laughs> at the time the songs came out the first time, you know. But we know that they're there because, for some reason, uh, you know, their parents played it for them or or they uh, just decided that they wanted to come and check us out because they've heard about us. Yeah. And uh, we love that because we always want to gain more fans. Well, we've been getting more and more younger people, too. Which Have you? Really good for us. Yeah. That's, a, that's very interesting. Where do you think they're coming from? YouTube? Yes. Yes, sir. They, 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 go, they, they go on YouTube and they see the stuff that we've done and they say, wow, that's interesting. Maybe I'll go check them out. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. We'll be right back and you are listening to Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFong. Plus, we are streaming live at LasVegasBackstageTalk.com every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And all previous shows are archived at LasVegasBackstageTalk.com. Please visit our website. When you walk into Dr. Gary Lee's Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic in Henderson, you'll love the design. Created as an elegant refuge of beauty, peacefulness, and tranquility. If cosmetic surgery is not right for you, then consider what Dr. Lee and the Horizon Ridge Wellness Center can do for you. Dr. Lee specializes in Botox. Cosmetic wrinkle filters, spider veins, laser skin technology, anti-aging wellness, and medical weight loss. At Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic, we help you look your best by giving you the inner confidence and strength to feel your best and to project this to the world. Call today, 702-938-0190 or on the web, at www.hrwellness.net The Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic Paradise Nail Bar is a new experience in service and atmosphere for full service manicure and pedicure services With two convenient Las Vegas locations we've expanded to a new facility in Southeast Las Vegas Eastern and Windmill as well as in Summerlin Come and enjoy our services at Paradise Nail Bar and Salon the finest in services for your salon and spa needs. Offering full-service hair salon, manicure and pedicure, massages and spa. At Paradise Nail Bar, we also do many petty parties for special occasions or any other reason you'd like. Have your party here with friends, beverages, and karaoke. Book now online 24-7 at paradisenailbar.com. Welcome back, and here's more of Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFong. Hey, hey, and we are back with more Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. I noticed that you guys 
do a lot of cruise ships uh, doing the themed cruises. When I did cruise ships, I don't do them so much anymore. My problem was always after I did a show, you can't run away. It's like, (laughs) no matter where you go, you get you know, accosted by people. Which, yeah, and you, it, it's nice, but at times it's not as nice. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just, you know. Um, when you're doing these uh, themed cruises, how long are you out there for? Well, we're getting ready to do one. We've never done this one before, and we're really looking forward to it. It's called the Soul Train. That's it. Soul Train, yes. Yeah, and Gladys Knight's going to be on there, and James Ingram, and Casey and the Sunshine Band, and uh, Valerie Simpson. I mean, um, Russell Tompkins and the original stylistics. These are people that are friends of ours. I'm sure. And so we're we're really looking forward to it. Uh, It's only going to be a a one-week cruise. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Exactly. That's perfect. I, I yeah. Hang out with your friends, and you yeah. get a chance to meet meet new fans, you know, and meet yeah. new uh, new audience people, and uh, and have a good time. And they like for you to the cruise people like for you to spend a little time with the people, like doing a meet and greet. Sure. Billy and I are going to do a a special thing where we go, we're going to talk about our marriage because mm-hmm. you know we've been married forty five years. You deserve a medal for that. <laughs> <laughs> do you really do i mean to be in the business together working together playing together i mean that is just unbelievable to me how does that if you guys have let's say an argument like in your personal life now you have a show to do how does that affect you on stage do you guys just like you know, uh, can well, we, don't do, no, we don't do that anymore. We, no, we, we used we to do that to, when we were yeah, younger. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, we, but we know when it's, you know, we know that if, if we're having a disagreement, we'll say, well, you know what, we need to talk about this later. Yeah. Because we know that we don't need that, that vibe right before we get ready to go. Right. <laughs> I can imagine. I can, I can only imagine what it's like, you know, because it just happened here last week. I'm not going to say who it was, but <laughs> the father and son were working on stage together. And they, you know, they kind of traveled together a lot. And there was definitely something going on. Hmm. And on stage, you could definitely cut the tension with a knife. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think the average audience would have noticed it, you know. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You you could tell. That's why I think it's amazing what you've accomplished. It's hard enough to stay married for that long with anybody. But no less somebody you're living with working with. Right. Uh, Michelle, you know what's so great about music? You can start an argument before you go out there be in the middle of an argument and you say, hey, we're going to take this up when we get off. And when we get off stage after the show, we forgot about what we were arguing about. Oh, wow. Music music just takes all of that away. Even for you guys? They're making music and and hold anger. You just can't do it. That that is incredible, really. I, I mean, incredible. So when you guys are like on the road, uh, do you still do a lot of road stuff? Well, not like we used to. I mean, we don't want to be out there. We used to be out on the road nine and ten months out of the year. Yeah. Wow. We just, that's, you know, that's just not, Yeah. want to do yeah, it now. When we were younger. Yeah. yeah. Sure, I mean. Uh, traveling that, is so much harder now. Than exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. I mean, with all the stuff that you have to go through with traveling, does that change the kind of gigs that you want to take? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, again, you know, uh, with all of the going through security and then the hassles with the bags and the airlines, the airlines are just not as nice as they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a diplomatic way to put it? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. So where are your Grammy Awards in your home? Uh, they're, they're sitting on our medal. Are they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I have your address? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, you know, we we don't we we put them we don't have them like sitting right out in the living room. We have them we have them back in the family room where where you know when you're relaxing and and uh, close family and friends are around, they, they get to see them. But we're not we don't have them out there just for display. You know, right? Show off. This is what we've done. You know, that's that's not our trip. But doesn't that make you feel incredible that you've got so many Grammy awards between the two of you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it makes you feel good. It just lets you remember your accomplishments. But but it's not something that we fought. You no, know? yeah. And, and I mean, it's, it's a it's a 
a wonderful thing to uh, yeah. to have accomplished, but it it doesn't define who we are. Mm-hmm. It would define who I am. <laughs> Telling you right now, I, I would love it to define who I was. I mean, awards like that, I keep in front of me, you know, just to remind me, you know, because this business is very difficult. Like you said, you know, everyone knew who Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. was, no matter who you asked. And now in this world, you, I don't think there are very many people other than Monica Lewinsky that everybody knows the name. Oh, do you, would, you, would you believe that even with Monica Lewinsky, younger people were saying who? What? They had right, no right, idea right, who right. she was. You're kidding. Yeah. A lot of young people, they just don't keep up with, with everything. No, they're into, you know, they're into they're whatever's their happening thing. at the moment. Yeah. They're into the iPhone, iPad, yeah. iPad, iPad. Jeez, man. That, that's really sickening. I mean, because for me as a comedian, those references are key. I mean, if people don't know Monica Lewinsky, I've got to take out like a couple of jokes out of my uh, arsenal now if I'm playing to a younger crowd. Yeah, but the, but the main thing is that, you you know, there are enough people out there who do know and do remember who she is. <laughs> so, so far. So that your your routines will work, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah people sure. scratching their heads and saying, yeah. oh, what was oh, it? Oh, what was the, where was the joke there? You oh, know? They'll, they'll ask somebody. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, I totally know what you're saying. Yeah. So you guys, do you still create new um, arrangements? I mean, and, and songs, or are you set? Do you guys have your um, your your list and you do it and you you know it like the back of your hand, or do you keep experimenting and throw out you know a new rendition? Of, oh yeah. yeah, you do. We keep experimenting on, on different songs that we want to that we want to do and, and change it around to, to the way we we feel it. You know, right? And then we do have some set songs like our. Like the hits, the yeah. hits, you know, that sure. we have to do them the way that they, they, you heard them on the radio. Sure. Is there anything that you haven't done that you still would like to do? Well, you know what? We're just we're just enjoying ourselves. We yeah. have, we've had an and we've had opportunities to do all kinds of things. You know, we've been, we've done theater. Yeah. Uh, we've we've acted. Uh, you know, I've hosted. I mean, we've done a lot of different things. Some things that we really enjoyed. Some things we said, okay, well, that was interesting, but. You know, it, it, I don't really have to do that again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, I, if, if, if nobody asks me to do that again, I, I won't cry. Right. <laughs> as long as I keep doing the other thing. Right, yeah. exactly. Any artist that you haven't worked with that you would love to still work with? Wow. Yeah, that, yeah there's a few out there that, you know, especially a lot of the younger artists now, you know, we'd like to do some things with, you know, just for the just for the challenge of it, you know, just, just to, 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 to see if we can... Can, can kind of roll with them, right? You know, you know which I think we can. But you know that that wonderful com- uh, that wonderful uh, uh, combination of combination, Tony yes, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. That was beautiful. Oh, that yeah. was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was an yeah. inspired concept. You know, I could see you two being judges on The Voice. That, that would be fun. That would be fun. That would yeah. be a lot of fun. They have some wonderful talent on there, yeah. Yeah. and the judges that are on there, they do an excellent job. So you do watch it. Oh, yeah. Yes. We have our work cut out for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are there other... Would you be opposed to being on a reality show that wasn't like The Voice, but was more like, uh, you know, following you um, and you teaching and, you know, passing along what you've learned in the business? Uh, if, if it was going to be something... Uh, with that concept in mind, yeah, that could be kind yeah. of interesting. It could, could be interesting. It's more educational. But the yeah. reality yeah. shows, they usually, usually the reality shows seem like they're trying to dig up some dirt, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, trying to keep it more controversial, and, and we feel like uh, we, don't, we don't really we want don't, to be in the middle of that. No, we'd like to keep the dirt where it's at. You guys, you kill me, I tell you. I love it. I love that I could do an interview with both of you on the phone, and you both know when to pipe in. It's so hard to do an interview, not no, not just over the phone, but to have two people, you know. But the fact that you guys are married and work together for so many years, you guys just can read each other. You just know when to. It's great. I love it. I can't wait to meet you guys. Well, I hope we'll get a chance to meet you. Looking forward to seeing you, too. We hope you'll be able to come to the show. We'd love to meet you. Of course, of course. Are you going to be doing a meet and greet by any chance? 
I'm sure. sure we will. Yes. I'm sure we will. Yes. If you're there, we would absolutely find a, you know find time, make time. To- oh, I love them. Oh, yes. do I love them? Thank you so much. I really am looking forward to the show. It's it's Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. starring in Up, Up and Away, uh, the music and memories. I I oh, at the Orleans showroom February 14th and 15th. Don't miss it. I won't. And thanks again, both of you. And I really am looking forward to meeting you guys. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Eddie Money. We'll be right back. And you are listening to Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFong. Plus, we are streaming live at LasVegasBackstageTalk.com every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And all previous shows are archived at LasVegasBackstageTalk.com. Please visit our website. How would you like to create a whole new you? That's right. That person you see in the mirror every day, well, you can change how you look and how you feel about yourself by calling Hairworks by Janice Fusaro. Janice Fusaro is the Maserati of hair extension with over 20 years of experience and is the best of Las Vegas, specializing in great lengths and is certified by all the top hair extension companies. And feathers are available. Whether it's making your hair longer or thicker, Janice can make your dreams come true. Go to longhairextensions.net and see the before and afters. And then pick up the phone and make an appointment for your free, that's right, free consultation. Call 702-326-6564. It's a whole new you with Hairworks by Janice Fasaro. When you walk into Dr. Gary Lee's Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic in Henderson, you'll love the design. Created as an elegant refuge of beauty, peacefulness, and tranquility. If cosmetic surgery is not right for you, then consider what Dr. Lee and the Horizon Ridge Wellness Center can do for you. Dr. Lee specializes in Botox. Cosmetic wrinkle filters, spider veins, laser skin technology, anti-aging wellness, and medical weight loss. At Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic, we help you look your best by giving you the inner confidence and strength to feel your best and to project this to the world. Call today, 702-938-0190 or on the web at www.hrwellness.net The Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic Welcome back and here's more of Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFong I've got Another thanks to Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. And right now on the line, we have the one and only Eddie Money, who is going to be appearing at the Golden Nugget on February 13th. I cannot wait. This is better than two tickets to paradise, Eddie. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I love the Golden Nugget. They kind of fix it up a little bit. And it's kind of like old Vegas, which is really super cool. Like the Rat Pack and everything else like that. I really like the the Golden Nugget. Matter of fact, we're playing the other Golden Nugget in Atlantic City, too. Oh, gosh. We're really going to have a lot of fun with the show. It should be fantastic. That's wonderful. Do you do a lot of the casinos, uh, the, the circuit? Well, you know, to tell you the truth, back in the early 70s, when the uh, wounded knee and everything else like that, when the American Indian was really getting taken advantage of by everybody else like that, we did a lot of shows for these these Indian people, for the Iroquois and the Apaches. And, you know, all of a sudden they're on this government land, they opened up all these great casinos, and the Indians, the American Indians, the great people, and they're a lot like elephants, they never forget. They remember me when the... They took over Alcatraz and stuff. I did a bunch of I did a bunch of benefits for them, 
back in the uh, mid-70s. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, I, and we do play a lot of casinos, which is a lot of fun, too. You know? That's great, because we have columns, uh, syndicated columns in Las Vegas, Backstage Talk. We have them in Gaming Today and in uh, Casino Player Magazine. So this is great, because we can, I'll, I'll write up where you're going to be playing in the next, you know, in the near future, if it's not, because it's national, you know? Oh, that's great, Michelle. I really appreciate that. Of and course. I'll tell you the truth. I don't know if I got a game in there if I have it or not, but I, I do love the slots. I like to go there when I play the slots. Do you win? I have a, I, you know, I'm not good at that blackjack because my mathematics, you know, I can't hit the numbers up that quick. But, you know, you get me with a nice machine where I can hit a triple seven or a great Kino. I'm going to have a lot of fun. That, how much How much have you lost in one play? Well, let's put it this way. One time I played a casino, I won't mention the name, it's in upstate New York, and I won $11,000. I was playing Keno, and I hit a triple seven, and I hit the Keno on top. Wow. $11,000. But after taxes, I wound up with about $8,500. Is that right? That's just not right. <laughs> it was fantastic, but I think the casino was so pissed off that I hit the triple jackpot. They didn't have me back for two years. <laughs> wow, how do you like that? That's how casinos are, you know? No, it's just... You know what, they're, they're a lot of fun. You see people winning in these casinos, whether they're little old ladies or black cats. Or, it's just, you know, to see somebody hit that machine and have a great time, it makes me feel good, you know? Absolutely. Did Now, you know, I go back, I see you're from Brooklyn, I'm from Queens, same thing right. pretty much, you know? And, you know, I gave Kevin James, King of Queens, his first gig like years and years ago and i saw you on his um king of queens show what how did you get on that show i know you're friends with him you must be well i am you know he's a long island boy and actually i played his wedding and i did that king of queens show with him which people said was probably one of the funniest episodes I it was it was great so they won a bunch of money and they couldn't tell their wives so then they hired me for a private show. And it was really, it was a funny episode. And Kevin's good people. Matter of fact, I just called him. He just had another baby. He's living down in Florida. And now he's he's going to build a house and he's going to live part-time in Long Island. But I still, I still say that's for Kevin James. And just like, you know, Drew Carey was always good to me, too. We did the Drew Carey show. That was a lot of fun. And yeah. back in the old days, I did an awful lot of Dick Clark shows. And speaking of Marilyn McCoon and Billy Davis, I did a lot of shows with Solid Gold with Marilyn McCoon. She was a real sweetheart. Fantastic. Wow. I'm going to see her this weekend also. I'll tell her you said hi. You tell her I said hello. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate it. Of that. course. Of course. So I find it interesting. We have a link of your website on LasVegasBackstageTalk.com. And everybody can go to Eddie Money's website and check out all. It's so interesting. You've got a lot of content here. I mean, do you do you update everything yourself? Because it, it seems well, you know so what? personal. I do a lot of the updating myself because you can't really trust uh, a, a lot of people up. People, are, I've got some great fans out there. I mean, I've got, got fans from the from the mid seventies that I knew even before I had my record deal, and through the eighties and the nineties. And I mean, I, we've got really some sensational fans now out there. And I try to take care of my own Twitter. I think it's a lot of fun, and Instagram and and Facebook. It, it, it's really cool. Well, I, you know, I give you a lot of credit for for you know we didn't grow up in that uh, generation. You know, and to be able to be so contemporary and keep up with all of that, that's pretty cool. Well, you know, it gives you something to do, and you've got to be interested in, in the career. I mean, when I wrote the set, now the set list that I do, I open up the show with Baby Hold On, which they love. Oh, I love I it, do too. That song, then I do that song, I Want to Be a Rock and Roll Star, which is like an, an interview. Then I do Endless Nights, which is a song for all my ladies from the 80s, I say. And, of course, we do Walk on Water, and we do No Control. We've got a lot of great songs. In this. You know, Michelle, if you think about it, I had 13 or 14 songs in the top 100. I mean, the man upstairs was very good to me coming up. We had Walk on Water. Wow. Our love, Shaking, Take Me Home Tonight. I Want to Go Back. Oh, yeah, you do have a whole lot, don't you? Yeah, we got a lot of hits. It's been a lot of fun, I got to tell you. So, you know, be honest about this. How sick of you are of doing some of them? Are there any particular songs you hate to sing? Well... 
The only reason I never liked Walk on Water, even though it was a big hit for me, singing the na 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 I didn't write that part, and it should have been a horn part. It should have been a horn part rather than people going, because singing na 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 Well, you know, people really love Walk on Water, and if I left it out of the set, a lot of people would be upset. But, you know, uh, Interesting. Walk on Water, but when they open up with the chorus, people really love it. But singing that na 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 to me, it's very repetitious, but... You know, the fans in the house, they get a kick out of it. So, you know, yeah, it's fu- the good with the bad. You know sure, sure. It's funny because Helen Reddy said, you can't pay her enough to do leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave uh, me alone, leave me alone. Uh, that's, that's very funny. That's fantastic. Yeah, she said she won't do it. Not even in a medley. She won't oh, do I, it. I saw a couple. I saw a couple of specials on her. She's a very interesting woman, I got to tell you. That's for sure. That's for sure. And I, you know, I did a uh, write-up on her. And, I mean, she's wonderful. Wonderful. Still got the chops and everything. But I I just missed that she didn't do her hits, you know? It just, she did like one or two. And it was like 45 or 50 minutes into the show. It was, and it was, they were, you know what I mean? It's like... I got to tell you, I come out, even the Rolling Stones, and uh, I remember one time Stephen Tyler says, boy, that anyone has got a lot of hits, which is a real compliment. And uh, we go out there, and of course, we do uh, a Take Me Home Tonight. We do that, and we do Give Me Some Water, which was kind of a country tune for me that Vince Gill actually covered. I mean, we go out there, and everybody was very familiar with the, the Eddie Money songs because back in the 70s and 80s, Michelle, I got an awful lot of college airplay. You know, I mean, and now I'm at the college stations. I mean, I was very popular on college and radio stations. And sure. we switched over, and you know, we, we had a lot of hits, like Baby Hold On was a big hit for me. And Maybe I'm a Fool was a big hit. And I don't know, Take Me on. We, we did really well. And I'll get, I get out there, you know, I quit smoking, I quit drinking. I mean, I tell everybody I quit drinking. Everybody's happy but me. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been? Well, it's Michelle, it's live from Betty Ford to see anybody's show. But you know what? My chops are up. My, old, my wife's got me on the treadmill going crazy. My weight's down. I still got my hair. I'm lucky there. And I tell you, we're going to have a lot of fun out there, man. The show's really going to be That sounds great. I'm out there every night trying to make money for these veterans. These kids coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq and all over the world with these head trauma injuries. And that we can support an intrepid fallen hero fund, Michelle. They got a facility in San Antonio with about 120 beds. They just built a new facility in Maryland. For these kids coming back, so if anybody gets a chance after the show, my shirts are on a hundred dollars. Come up here to pick up a twenty, thirty dollars shirt and help the troops out. I'll be signing shirts for the Intrepid and Hero Fund after the show. Oh, that that's night. terrific! Terrific. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Eddie Money. We'll be right back, and you are listening to Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFon. Plus, we are streaming live at LasVegasBackstageTalk.com every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And all previous shows are archived at LasVegasBackstageTalk.com. Please visit our website. How would you like to create a whole new you? That's right. That person you see in the mirror every day, well, you can change how you look and how you feel about yourself by calling Hairworks by Janice Fusaro. Janice Fusaro is the Maserati of hair extension with over 20 years of experience and is the best of Las Vegas, specializing in great lengths and is certified by all the top hair extension companies. And feathers are available. Whether it's making your hair longer or thicker, Janice can make your dreams come true. Go to longhairextensions.net and see the before and afters. And then pick up the phone and make an appointment for your free, that's right, free consultation. Call 702-326-6564. It's a whole new you with Hairworks by Janice Fasaro. When you walk into Dr. Gary Lee's Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic in Henderson, you'll love the design created as an elegant refuge of beauty, peacefulness, and tranquility. If cosmetic surgery is not right for you, then consider what Dr. Lee and the Horizon Ridge Wellness Center can do for you. Dr. Lee specializes in Botox. Cosmetic wrinkle filters, spider veins, laser skin technology, anti-aging wellness, and medical weight loss. 
at Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic, we help you look your best by giving you the inner confidence and strength to feel your best and to project this to the world. Call today, 702-938-0190 or on the web at www.hrwellness.net. The Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic. Welcome back, and here's more of Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFong. Hey, hey, and we are back with Eddie Money. So you really do well for your fans in the fact that, number one, you care about taking them back and singing your hits. Because it's so disappointing when people go to shows expecting to hear their favorite songs and then they hear some really obscure stuff that uh, the artist right. that's bored is doing. <laughs> well, you know what? You can't, you can't go out there and do that. I mean, even the Rolling Stones said to me, Eddie, you got to go out there and play the hits. And, you know, I'm lucky to have as many hits as I have. And you know what? We try to sound a lot like the record. I mean, when you listen to Baby Hold On, you shut your eyes. Of course, it's down a half a step because I'm not 27 years old anymore. But my voice just sounded really good. I quit smoking cigarettes. And, uh, you know, I really, my whole intention in life is right now is to be really a, a great performer and a good artist and, and to take care of my fans and make sure that everybody has as much fun as I'm having. Because when I see out there and I see people light up when I do a shaking or they light up and they sing to Be My Little Babies and, and take me home tonight. I mean, to me, I mean, the rush that I get from people being happy it, it, it's a good vibe. And it, you know, when I open up the show with Baby Hold On, and people love, they love, they love the song. I mean, it's got over five million spins in the last 30 years. My goodness. It's got a plaque on the wall. How many spins? Yeah, I have no idea how many times people play Baby Hold On. It's incredible, you know? Yeah, uh, we played some in the beginning of this segment. We played like a potpourri of your hits, you know? Uh, oh, I appreciate that. Sure, you know, because that's when I realized, my God, you do have a whole lot of hits, you know? I always you know, knew, but still. But every time you make a record, you, you, I used to think about that. I wanted to get on the FM radio stations. But back in the day when Kiss, F, Kiss Radio and WCBS Radio, that was all on the AM dial. It was on the AM dial. Now, you knew you had a hit when Baby Hold On was on the AM dial as well as the FM. Wow, yeah. Every time I made a record, I wanted to make sure I was at CHR, which is current hit rotation. That's what they call AM radio, CHR, current hit rotation. And if you have a maybe I'm a fool or a want to go back or a, a you know a walk on water, you're going to sell a lot of records, which is, which is first time. Then you go along with that and you turn around and you make a great video. And, you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Making the videos has been fun. And Do you use shows. videos? Do you use videos in your show? Not really. I don't. When I get out there, it's, you know, everything is... When I, when I get out there, I make sure that, you know, I do a lot of backstage passes for the troops and stuff like that. I make sure I do a nice meet and greet. I mean, the fans actually wrote the set list. Uh, the set list that I do live right now on the show was written by the fans. They, they said, let us write the set list for you. So we had a contest. And believe it or not, I got to find some wood to knock on because I think I've got a, I think I got a nice shout out from Lady Gaga on Rolling Stone about how good the set list is. Oh wow! It's going to be a lot of fun. That's exciting. That's really exciting. Now I see on your website something about that you brought your life story when you were in Rockville Center. What what is yes, that I, about? You know, I got a, I've got a play called Two Tickets to Paradise. Now I remember Jersey Boys was really big in the sixties. I grew up with the I grew up with the Four Seasons with Walk Like a Man and Sherry and uh, Big Girls Don't Cry. They were like phenomenal. And I went to see the play Jersey Boys, and in the play, the camaraderie that the Four Seasons have reminded me very much of the band that I had in high school. That they were called the Grapes of Wrath. We were five guys, and of course I couldn't have long hair at the time because my father was a cop, and I went on the police department. And of course, John Lennon and Mick Jagger and everybody had long hair. And you know, here I was the lead singer of the band, and I was writing all the material. But I, you know, I looked like a I looked like a surfer that turned into a cop. But anyway, <laughs> the play's really good. It takes place. It was a lot of fun doing the play. And I had a young kid play me, and I wrote a bunch of Broadway type songs for the play. And we did put the play on in Rockville Center. You're right at the Madison Theater, and we got really good response. And we're gonna, you know, I gotta put it to bed for all because right now. It's very expensive to turn it around. It's not like an Eddie Money show. I mean, when you put what you to the play, I had to pay the dances, I had to pay the actors. 
Oh boy. Wow, don't you hate when that happens? You know, we didn't really have anybody to sponsor the play. I put it all on myself. Wow. And my wife's ready to kill me because it cost me about $17,000. Whoa, I can imagine. So were you trying to get it on Broadway? Well, you know what? Not just on Broadway to the Dallas Musical Festival. And, they, you know, they got great theaters all over the country. They got theaters in Las Vegas. They got theaters in Connecticut. Sure. You get the right choreographer and you get the right cast, you just go and you put it on the road. It's, it's, a, it's a fun play. It's an interesting story. In the story, I quit the police department and moved out to California. Then I had that horrible drug overdose in the, in the 80s. People said, how did you OD? I said, it was free and I was drunk. How do you think I know? <laughs> anyway, you know, the play's about the overdose and coming back and meeting Laurie. And it's, it's really, it's got a nice happy ending. And at the end of the play, my brother comes home from Vietnam. Uh, it, it's really, it, it's, it's a fun play, it's an interesting story, and I wish you, I hope you wish me a lot of luck with it, because I'm going to need it. Of course. <laughs> well, what, what are your hopes with that? Is it uh, rock legend Eddie Money, uh, and what do you want for that? I mean, the ultimate thing. Well, my wife thinks it's really an ego trip, but I don't think it really is. I mean, when I quit the police department, my brother was in the DMZ zone in Vietnam. This was back in the, in the late 60s. And I started thinking about all these Broadway plays that was that made a lot of money that was really great plots, like uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, or Rock of Ages, or, or, or Hair. Right. That was another one. Sure. They, or Godspell. I mean, they all took place in the late 60s. And this play that I did, it takes place in the late 60s, 68, 69. When I moved out to California, it was the Summer of Love, 1968. I mean, I'm a little older than everybody else. I mean, I'm, I'm in my early 60s. I'm still in pretty good shape. I think people are really going to love the play. I mean, if I get it out there, and I'm not going to put it on TV, and I'm not going to make a movie out of it, that takes some mystique out of everything. Huh. I thought Rock of Ages, I thought Rock of Ages was a great play, but once Tom Cruise and everybody, once they put it out in the movie, it took all the mystique out of it. it yeah. Took Broadway out of it. You know? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, do you still want to do, like, movies? I mean, not that in a movie, but, you know, um, like acting roles? You know, I'll tell you the truth. I don't... Uh, I mean, I'm 65 years old. Once they have your greatest hits, I mean, I'm, I was getting ready to put a new record out. Tom Petty put a record out, which I thought was great about two and a half, about four months ago. And it went to number one for two weeks. Wow. Tom Petty, he hadn't put a record out in 15 years. Well, I've got a great record I want to put out. I, I haven't put out a record in 15 years. And I've got this song called One More Soldier Coming Home. And a lot of the proceeds will go to the Trepid Hall and Fuller New York Foundation. And I've really got a, I've got a great record. I don't think it's going to be number one on the charts because once you buy my greatest hits, You don't know that. That's not necessarily true, Eddie. I mean, uh, do you still write and, you know, compose? Yeah, I mean, like when I got nothing better to do, I'm actually working on a new song right now because I'm always at the piano and I'm always like, you know, doing the songs that I do on piano. I I look, you know, when I play piano, it's kind of like, it takes me away from everything. Sure, sure. It drives my wife crazy, you know, she's like me playing in the house, but, you know. Where should you play in the garage? To me, piano was like, it's like being a little kid and having a train set. You know, you never get tired of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, would you come out with new new songs and integrate them into your show? Well, you know what? It's like you said. I've, I've got a bunch of new songs, but the only new song we play in this show is One More Soldier Coming Home. I mean, maybe eventually we'll get a... Because if you don't go out, you got to go out there and play the hits. I agree. I agree. But still, it doesn't mean that the audience wouldn't be open to hearing something new from Eddie Money. Well, yeah, you know what, we gotta, uh, eventually, you know, when I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this new record out and see if I get some airplay. I know that VH1 is interested in it, they, you know, we're just going to do an interview for them. And I did, I did a bunch of stuff, uh, you know, I've just done a bunch of TV stuff recently, and everybody enjoyed it, and they asked me back, which was a nice compliment. So, I mean, this, this, you know, Michelle, there's some it's exceptional things that should be happening in a little bit. I'm really worried, I'm not worried, but I'm very concerned about my son's career. I got a kid named Dez Money, D-E-Z, go to DezMoneyMusic.com. Yeah. Very, very talented. He's a good-looking kid. And uh, So what are you worried about? I'm, I'm just worried about because these days, it's not like you're going to go out. If you don't have a brand and a name, uh, or, or a lot of these new groups, they got to pay the clubs to play. I mean, it's not Isn't like that unbelievable? It's unreal to me. I know. It's like going out. I was, I was happy to make $600, $700 a night. 
But now in order to play a club, you've got to come up with $600. And not only that, you've got to bring paying guests. You have to bring a minimum of like 11 or 12 paying guests. Oh, sure. It's crazy. Well, you know, it's, it's you know, if you can't get 12 people to get in there, maybe you should, maybe you should get a job in the blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Everybody, go to me on Facebook or go to my website, everybody.com, and tell me what you think. Is, is he in your show? What a, yeah, no, he's not in my show. Why not? There's no band. My sister plays, my his sister plays, Jessica's in his band, and my other son, Julian, who just turned 19, is playing drums for him. It's a great little group. I'll let you know, Michelle, uh, what, what, when and where he's going to be playing next. Okay, I mean, so is he like you? Does he sound like you? No, he doesn't sound like me at all. He really doesn't. I mean, it's crazy. He's got a great voice, but he doesn't sound anything like me. He sounds a little bit more like my wife's side of the family. That's really interesting. And and what about style-wise? Does he also compose and write songs? You know, he's writing some really wonderful songs. I was very much in shock. I mean, I never realized that he was, he was working with a couple of people that used to work with me, a guy named Donnie Cromwell. Uh, and, uh, but he's really come up, he's, come, he's got a song called California Dream, another song called I'm No Good For You, another song called Tonight, another song called Let's Get Out Of Here. I mean, the kid is really taken off. He's got some brilliant, great little rock and roll songs. And, you know, I'm just trying to figure out how is he going to get out there and how is he going to get a deal? And, you know, it's my kid. It's not like the old days. I know. I mean, I was out there opening up The Who with Steve Miller and Fleetwood Mac and the Rolling Stones. I mean, oh know, my I, gosh. when I was out there, I, I you know, with Jay Giles' band and who haven't I worked with? You know, Death Leopard. I did shows with so many people. It's ridiculous. Now these days, I don't know how the kids are doing. Everything is being about a brand. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely is. Um, you know, with all the people that you have worked with over the years, the iconic people that you just mentioned and the iconic groups, what about a book or tell-all book anytime soon, Eddie? Well, you know, I could put a book out, but my wife, is she's from... Uh, She's from Coolidgeville, Tennessee, which is a suburb of, I guess, of Nashville. And she's a Church of Christ girl. And she's a very private person. Next she doesn't day. have to read the I've book. Had a lot of episodes, I've had a lot of episodes. I've had a lot of girlfriends. I did a lot of things I shouldn't have done. And, you know, I mean, we want to hear the celebrity but, stuff, Eddie. Yeah, I mean, I could write a book, but we'll have a really a lot of racy stuff in it. And it's not the husband that she's really looking for. You know, I mean, she's got a, I had a very jaded past, if you think about it. She'd like to forget about that. Well, one thing, too, I mean, I quit drinking, and I don't get loaded or anything, because I got these five, you know, five young, I wouldn't say young kids in the house, but I don't want them growing up making it thought their father was, a, you know, a gamble, a gamble-holic or a, or a drug addict or, a, or an alcoholic. You know, I mean, I am a recovering alcoholic. Who isn't? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. But uh, I still think a tell-all book for many money, that would sell a lot of copies. Don't let your wife read it, and everybody will be happy. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Michelle. I think you're probably right, too. I've had some people that want to make it too bad. So. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And we're out of time, and I wish we weren't. But please catch Eddie Money's show. It's all hits. I cannot wait. It's at the Golden Nugget right coming up on uh this weekend it's on friday yeah very exciting at the golden nugget it's february 13th thank you so much and that's our show till next week you have been listening to las vegas backstage talk with your host comedian michelle lafon where you can listen in on those inside conversations and backstage stories with the stars that make Las Vegas the entertainment capital of the world. We are streaming live every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on LasVegasBackstageTalk.com. Audio of past shows are archived on LasVegasBackstageTalk.com. Videos of backstage interviews are also on LasVegasBackstageTalk.com. And we are available on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Las Vegas Backstage Stage Talk.